0: You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Hello, everyone. Andrew Apanov here, and you're listening to a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast this is episode number 104 and my guest today is ariel hyatt herself the founder of cyberpr and uh, a music marketing guru if like if you are listening to this show then i'm pretty confident that uh, uh, you have come across ariel's name or cyberpr's name uh, they've been uh, on the market for over 20 years now helping musicians and uh, entrepreneurs with social media marketing and pr and ariel is uh, is is an amazing expert and human being she has uh, written four books uh, spoken at over 75 conferences in 12 countries uh, she's helped thousands of um, entrepreneurs, musicpreneurs out there, and uh, she's sharing quite a lot of cool insights today on these the podcasts So we talked about storytelling and the importance of uh, having your narrative uh, before you actually start implementing your marketing activities, and uh, how they approach uh, uh, building marketing plans or total tune-ups, as they call it, at Cyber. PR. Uh, we talked about uh, crowdfunding campaigns as well, how much time it actually takes to run a crowdfunding campaign, uh, if a PR campaign is required for crowdfunding projects or not. Uh, talked about the different types of fans uh, and the Patreon and the ripple effects. Really cool concept that Ariel talks about uh, towards the end of the show. Lots of great stuff in here and um what else uh, like normally i would just leave it uh, for you to figure out um once you listen to the episodes in full but i really want to mention the thing that ariel um, uh, decided to do and announced on uh, this um uh, podcast exclusively so your latest book uh called crowd starts the ultimate guide to a powerful and profitable crowdfunding campaign is now available for you for free if you follow the link in the show notes and uh, we're not just talking about a digital copy of the book but a paperback so if you are uh based in the us you will only need to pay 7.99 for shipping uh, and uh, they will send you the book. Normally it costs uh, $14.99 uh, so it's a really great deal uh, if you are outside of the US uh, the shipping cost is uh, almost $35 um, but in that case you can contact the cyberpad team and ask them for a digital copy which will be you know, completely free for you. Um, I-, I think it's an amazing deal and I'm excited to announce it to you today. Uh, so head over to dartedmusic.com uh, for the show notes uh, once again it's uh, mgt104 with ariel hyatt uh, or the short url is beat.ly forward slash crowd mgt is one word so uh, bit.ly crowd mgt and you will uh, get to the landing page where you can just fill out the form uh, pay for uh, shipping and uh, get a physical copy of the Crowdstart book by Ariel Hyatt. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation in the meantime. Uh, here we go, an interview for Music Growth Talks with Ariel Hyatt from Saipa. Ariel, it's so fantastically awesome to chat with you and have you on uh, the music growth talks podcast it's been uh, many years uh, since i've been following your work and been inspired by what you do and uh, finally uh, we're having this actually it's the first time we're having a skype call in the first place right so uh welcome to music growth talks and uh thank you for uh being on the show
1: I'm so excited to finally talk to you as well. I've been looking at your stuff online for years, so I'm delighted.
0: So there is a lot of of things we can be covering today, for sure. Uh, but before we dive into some specific uh, strategies and tactics and insights for indie musicians, do you mind sharing just a bit on what you've been up to lately? So if you want, feel free to just give... Uh, an overview of uh, of what you've been doing in the music industry, but I'm mainly just interested in just, you know, to give an idea to those listeners who are familiar with CyberPR and what you do, what you've been up to lately.
1: Absolutely. I'd be delighted to. So, in the last several months, actually, probably the last year, as I talk to artists, it's really become clear that it's time for a shift here at Cyber PR, and I think for all of us as creators and people in the industry, where we have to really begin to look at the full approach for artists. Obviously, people who know Cyber PR know I have been known for talking mostly about marketing and PR and social media. Those are my areas of expertise. But the more artists I talk to, and the more artists that came to us wanting to work with us on specific social media campaigns, like, okay, I want more followers on social media, or I want to help hone my narrative, or they would come to us for PR. I realized there was a tremendous amount missing mm-hmm. where the bands or the artists did not really look at all the other aspects. You know, what was the release schedule? How were you actually going to roll out the next 12 months of your career? what is your actual narrative? Where is your signature story? I was really inspired by reading Ari Hurston's book last year, where he talks immediately about narrative. And he's got this great story, handing the apron back to the manager at Starbucks and embarking on his musical journey. And I think it's those moments that we cling onto when we, we look at artists. What is the story? And so many artists are missing not only the story, but a plan. So here at Cyber PR, we've been revamping what we used to just call marketing plans. We're now calling them total tune-ups because they're really a forensic dive into all the areas that artists should be looking at so that they can succeed. And I don't mean success in the way that we might read about it but success in your heart and your soul and like what really makes you feel like you're being successful and that's different for every artist
0: yeah 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 absolutely it makes a lot of sense and uh, i like the name of uh, of it as well and uh so yeah the one i guess one of the takeaways simple takeaways here is that before you as an artist may be reaching out to a publicist. think carefully about uh, your overall online presence and uh, and your story and uh, and your plan for the nearest future, right? So, and this is what you've been helping musicians with from what I hear. But this does sound interesting. Feel free to mention right away if uh, what's the best way to find out more about that. Usually I ask about that at the end of the episode, but why not to just, you know, all the links are in the show notes as usual, but is there just a public form at, the cyber PR website where musicians can, you know, fill out and ask about more. Yeah, about, absolutely. You
1: know? Yeah. So if you come to cyberprmusic.com music.com, there is a three part series that I've written on my blog, all about marketing. And there's a marketing plan check sheet if you want to walk yourself through how to get better at your own marketing. So that's totally free. And if you'd like to have me and my team work with you on your own marketing plan, on the services page, please do fill out a form and I'll set up a call with you and talk to you about your needs and see if we're the right fit for each
0: other. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so speaking of the educational materials, you've been putting out a lot of great stuff for musicians on different topics, uh, covering marketing, PR, crowdfunding, social media, That latest book of yours i'm not even sure if it's the latest probably not uh about social media it has lots of great insights we could cover some of it now but yeah so do you do you mind uh, mentioning some of the latest um, books and resources of yours that may be relevant which we will link to in the show notes for this episode as well
1: yes i'm a little uh, i'm a little writing monster i love writing um it's my my way of teaching so My last full book is called Crowd Start and it's all about crowdfunding. And then I realized that not everybody wants to crowdfund. And the book was doing well, but it wasn't doing well like my other books that are more general. So I took the top one third, the first one third of Crowd Start, which is all about honing your social media and I actually released that as a mini book. right? And that is called, I'm loving the tune-up. It's called Social Media Tune-Up, hilariously. And so you can find that book. It's at my website at cyberprmusic.com. And that's for anyone that feels like they would like to get their social media presence shored up. And it's a step-by-step. It takes you through each platform. And it's got a check sheet for every single platform so you can assess, upgrade, and rock your entire digital presence. That's the promise of the book. So that's my latest mini book. And then my my latest long-form book is CrowdStart, all about how to launch a successful 30-day crowdfunding campaign.
0: I would like to ask a bit more about that. Uh, so we've been covering the topic of crowdfunding here on the podcast, so... Quite a few times, and um, it's, it's still something that a lot of musicians are struggling with in terms of uh, even just understanding how exactly to approach the topic of running crowdfunding campaign. So I find myself in a position where I speak musicians out of doing crowdfunding campaign because I see that they are, they may not be fully realizing what actually it takes to run a successful campaign, or may, they may not be ready just yet. So some artists clearly then uh, there is a lot of great case studies, but uh, we usually don't talk about all those failed crowdfunding campaigns. And uh, oftentimes they are failed, in my opinion, just because the artists running them were not properly educated about doing that. So do you, can you just yeah, give some sort of an advice to those who consider creating a crowdfunding campaign in the nearest future? So some sort of a simple checklist of what. To check and what kind of expectation to set for, for time investment in the first place, not even money investment, but how much time it actually th- does it take 30 days to run it? Or is it in fact more than that?
1: Yeah, it takes so many more than 30 days to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. And most of the work comes way before you launch your 30 days. And that is something that many artists are not keenly aware of because they think that their crowd equals all the people following them on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. It does not. And where you're going to earn most of your money, and this is proven so many times over and over and over, is also not going to be if you get featured on the front page of Pledge or Kickstarter. That is also not a guarantee. Where you're going to make your money is by having a mailing list, by calling people on the telephone the old school way, Mm -hmm. and by appealing directly to your not only your fan base, but your friends and your family who may not have ever had a chance to participate. And this is the part that artists tend to overlook when they're planning their crowdfunding campaigns. So that's why social media tune up is the first part of the book. It's to really not only look at your social media and how many of those people that are following you are real fans, but it also goes through how to get your mailing list up and running, how to find your VIPs that actually might be the ones that come forward with the larger pledges. Do you have a wealthy uncle or someone that, you know, makes a lot of money that is in your life that maybe wouldn't see your Facebook posts? All of those people need to be thought about, and they need to be spoken to in a really appealing way, so you don't seem desperate. This is all part of a crowdfunding journey that a lot of artists overlook. So Crowdstart has a lot to do with identifying those people because one or two people could give you a thousand or five thousand dollars, which could be a vast majority of all your pledges. So very important to focus on, that when you're looking at your crowdfunding campaign. But if you're not looking at the whole thing and you're not planning months in advance and you come out of nowhere and you just start asking people for money, if you're not communicating regularly and consistently, you're going to have a bad crowdfunding experience.
0: Yeah. And so in social media, tune up. you're talking about three types of communities, if I'm not mistaken. So this is relevant, I guess, to to that because you may be approaching different uh, groups of fans differently using different uh, channels and different messaging as well. Do you mind talking about that bit and just maybe mentioning those types of fans as you put it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So every platform has different types of followers and fans, and that's something that a lot of people are not really aware of. So all your people following you on Facebook are not equal. And if you go to your Facebook, even if you're listening right now, if you want to go start scrolling through your Facebook page, you will soon notice that there are certain people that might be commenting consistently, or there are people who, you know, seem to like everything. Well, those might be super fans. Those might be the people that you want to go to the moment you launch your crowdfunding campaign those might be people you want to hit up right now and be like, "Hey, thank you so much for commenting on my posts and interacting with me on Facebook. Would it be okay if I added you to my email list?" You know, so you you get the value of a of a relationship with that person because chances are Facebook will change that algorithm again and that person that is seeing you right now might not be seeing you in a week or a month's time. So, this is very important to remember and keep in
0: mind yeah totally totally so yeah and well a question about crowdfunding which is uh not exactly about the crowdfunding platforms but the whole concept of um, getting supporters on a particular platform uh, so do you have any input or thoughts on uh, on the subscription model so not running a crowdfunding campaign necessarily but uh some doing something more like uh Patreon drip uh, kind of ongoing, not even a campaign, but using a platform like that as a cap for the super fans?
1: Absolutely. I think that Patreon is very, very important and interesting. But again, you have to ask yourself, am I an artist that has enough leverage already to ask people for $15, $20 a month, even $5 a month? There's a new article that just came out that sadly says that less than 2% of content creators on Patreon earn monthly minimum wage. Of course, that's the startling headline. And when you dig dig into it a little bit more, I mean, you do realize that a lot of artists are earning, you know, 50, 100 bucks. There's There's actually thousands of artists in that $100 category. But the thing that I want to focus on, because I'm always the one looking towards the future, is... There is almost 2,000 artists earning between 500 and 1,600 dollars, and then there's about a thousand artists earning between 1,000 and 3,000 dollars a month, which is above minimum wage. And yes, this is just like anything. I think if you read about any kind of internet marketing program where I earn a six figure income every month, well, yes, that's the outlier in the group, but. If you did go and take an internet marketing course and you learned, you know, how to create a course or or launch a video series or whatever it is you're doing, and you earned $5,000 in a year, wouldn't that make you happy? (laughs) So I think you have to take into consideration that a platform like Patreon can be wonderful. Again, you need to have fans and you need to be providing value and you need to be providing something that fans want. And I mean, I don't know too many artists that would be unhappy with $500 or even $1,000 extra a month, even though, quote unquote, that's less than minimum wage, that's still much more than many creators can earn from the comfort of their own homes in yeah. their pajamas. So yeah. I think even if you earned, you know, $100 a month, well, that's $1,200 a year. That that covers some some costs for maybe design or printing CDs or maybe investing a little money in Facebook ads. And not everybody is creating music purely to earn money. That's not everybody's motivation. So I kind of feel when I look at those things that if you do plan it, you can plan it well, but the money, the money is still concentrated at the top, which is what, what's the takeaway of this article. But the money's always concentrated at the top. I mean, just look at the world we live in. So I don't think that that's anything that should feel discouraging. I think it should just, you should ask yourself, do I have enough fans to make 500 or a thousand dollars a month? And then how much money would each one of those fans need to give me? And then how do I go after those people and ask for that money and deliver something of value so that I could get that amount? That's business.
0: <laughs> yeah. So.
1: So that's exactly what we try to design in our marketing plans. Like have artists, instead of doing the, oh my God, they're all going to just come and discover me and I'm going to be famous and they're going to give me money every month or fund my campaign or come see my show and sign me. Maybe there needs to be a plan to figure out how to get to those goals.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So speaking of marketing plans and crowdfunding, have you had any particular cool case studies with... Uh, yeah, specific, specifically publicity and, uh, and and features and media helping uh, crowdfunding campaigns. So not just, you know, a release a tour, but have you had any in, in interesting cases with running publicity campaigns for crowdfunding campaigns or Patreon, you know, thing is?
1: Yeah, very often artists come to me and they ask me to do publicity for their crowdfunding campaigns. And I always say no. (laughs) And the reason why I say no is at this point, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to just get publicity for a crowdfunding campaign unless there's a very specific sensational angle. And I talk about this in CrowdStart, where if you look at the types of crowdfunding campaigns that you may have read about over the years, The Pebble Watch, that guy Igor with the giant feet that couldn't get any shoes and he got custom made shoes. There was a product called not a product, there was a barge called pool that was a project here in New York where it was a literally a floating barge in the Hudson River that sucked river water in from the Hudson River and it cleaned it. And then people could go swimming in a swimming pool while floating in the Hudson River. Amazing project. You know, these are all things that we read about and hear about, and even Amanda Palmer breaking a million dollars. I mean, these are the types of crowdfunding campaigns that tend to get publicity because they are newsworthy. They are sensational. If you're just a small band or a small artist, and I don't mean just, that's kind of taking away from the point, but if you are an artist and your goal is to get $10,000, dollars That might not be newsworthy per se to the local media or even the national media, but you could certainly find probably a small blog or a local community-based podcast or a small website if you're doing something that's relevant directly to the community with your crowdfunding campaign. And that is where I do advocate for getting PR. But really, if you're going to do a small crowdfunding campaign, I wouldn't waste too much energy on getting PR for it. Because the chances of someone hearing that podcast within your 30-day period and going and pledging, yeah, exactly. it's a little bit yeah. low. Yeah. It's better to spend that energy concentrating on the people that are already in your tribe, your super fans, and your semi-engaged fans. And going after them and being like, hey, I, I know I've been following you on Facebook since 2009. I wanted to let you know I'm doing this thing. Would you mind giving me a pledge? Spending a couple hours writing direct messages on social platforms, I think is a much better use of your time than trying to get on a podcast to talk about your crowdfunding campaign.
0: Yeah, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Great insight. It's, I think, very important that you mentioned that because still somebody's. Do hope to get something out of PR uh, running crowdfunding campaigns, which which indeed may not be sensational, just as you mentioned. And uh, I, I think it's also important to remember the how the the fan journey looks like. It's not like a stranger is converted into a super fan right away. It's impossible to just do it very fast. So it takes some time to establish this relationship. So it's indeed not this thirty day window of a crowdfunding campaign is not the best time to just start establishing this relationship, hoping that they will end up giving giving you money. So that kind of, it goes back to what you mentioned at the very beginning of the importance of the plan and uh, the overall marketing strategy here. Yeah, so, um, well, if within the crowdfunding realm or just thinking about uh, building a successful brand of a music project, What's uh, have been what you you've been excited about in particular lately? Maybe uh, some music industry news, or maybe just something that you've been implementing at the at the company. Because I, I usually have something like I'm working on uh, on maybe something very small thing, but something that excites me a lot, and I just want to talk about it all the time. Do you have something like? Like that's something that you've been experimenting with for your artists in the past uh, couple of months, let's say.:
1: I have been experimenting with what I have come to understand as a total reality for all of us. you, me, everyone in the industry, every artist, every creator. And that is the phenomenon of the ripple effect, the baby steps. If you actually took the time to create a tiny little ripple, What is the effect? And that's the thing, unfortunately, that artists don't find very sexy. What is sexy is getting a publishing deal. What is sexy is getting signed. What is sexy is getting discovered. What is sexy is getting a million plays on Spotify. But if you peel back the layers of all of the onions and you realize that any artist that got a million Spotify plays started with one somewhere. And then you work backwards. That's what we've been working on. And I know it doesn't sound, you know, wildly sexy (laughs) and it's not, it's not what everyone wants to hear, right? Everybody wants to hear, you know, I can take a magic pill and all of a sudden have that thing that I want, whatever it is, but I want to use an artist that we're now working with as an example. His name is Jossi, G Y A S I. And Jossi and I met at the Mondo Conference a couple of months ago here in New York, which was a phenomenal conference. It's the new CMJ, and he he was the most stunning human I've ever seen at a conference. He looks like uh, David Bowie meets a peacock, and he came came strutting into the the conference. He's Absolutely stunning human. And we started talking, and he's a producer and he's making a new album. And at the time we met, he had, you know, less than 200 followers across social channels. And we started working together. We're now, we just launched his first single about six weeks ago. We're about to launch his second single at the top of 2018. And now he's got, as of today, over a thousand followers on. Facebook and, and more across other channels. And, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot, but what I'm seeing with him is as he gets to a thousand, that allows us as his publicist to go open up larger, we can go to larger places now, larger outlets and say, Hey, he's got a thousand. That's enough to get a little bit more of accolades from larger PR outlets so that's what we're we're doing now. And it's baby steps. And we've worked on him, worked with him on the way that his image looks online and what he's posting and mm-hmm. things like that. So again, it doesn't sound super sexy. Okay, as of today, he's got twelve hundred and forty four fans. Just ten days ago, he had only a thousand. So, He's growing and he's building, if anyone wants to come follow him, it's Jasi, G-Y-A-S-I, the band, and tell him, you know, hi and take a listen to his music and leave a comment and just watch how this artist begins to unfold. That to us is exciting when we can take an artist from zero and get to 10 to 20 to 30 to 40, begin to leverage not only the PR, but You know, what is the brand? What is he honing? What is he saying? What is he posting? You know, how is that unfolding? How is he creating the narrative of him as an artist? You know, when we started working with him, he was only posting when he had a show out. Now he's beginning to post photos of what does it look like in the recording studio? And what is he, you know, what's taking us a little bit behind the scenes? And it's becoming, I think, much more interesting to look at him as an artist. Yeah. So again, it's not sexy, it's not moving the earth. I I wish I could say something like, and then we got him on the Today Show. But that's not that's not his journey yet. Right now we are we're still finding the core tribe, getting the word out about who he is as an artist, getting the the brand. I mean, getting it all together. And and we don't want it to look like, you know, it's coming from a PR firm because it's not. It's coming from him. It's coming from what he wants to say as an artist. And we're simply here amplifying what he's doing.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm I'm so glad that you you mentioned this example and uh, the process of building a new music brand is really difficult and uh, it's exciting. It's beautiful and interesting, but everything is just as you described. It's uh, just small steps and uh, it takes time to figure out so what the audience is and uh, what the brand's, should look like online and many other things. So that's that's just beautiful what you mentioned. And um this is what we sometimes it takes some quite some time to explain these things to musicians. So uh it's very important to educate artists out there about this process because everyone is just so used to hearing about some big successes and overnight successes, let's say quote unquote, but which really doesn't even exist such a thing as an overnight success. So what you mentioned is great. And uh, yeah, and it's not just about the numbers, right? So if uh, it's about the numbers on social media, it's important for PR that you have some online presence, but then it's about the amount of those super fans uh, who you mentioned earlier on our conversation, and you may not be able to measure them just uh, immediately before you, before you analyze your audience, for example. So that's, way more important what percentage of your followers online actually care about what you do everything you have mentioned so far it makes a lot of sense uh, so yeah some great insights here and uh, on this note do you have uh, just anything else maybe as a call to action to our listeners so you, we are uh, linking to all the books and resources and the cyber power websites of course and the show notes I'm looking into that as well, of course. And uh, yeah, feel free to just mention anything else, anything that you'd like our listeners to hear, or anything in particular to check out on your web properties.
1: Yeah. So I'm giving away CrowdStart starting in February of 2018. So if you would like a free copy of the book, I'm giving it away for postage only. And you'll be able to find that at cyberprmusic.com. And if you live not in the United States, I will send you a digital copy to avoid the $20 crazy postage fee. But if you would like to take advantage of that offer, that will be up and ready in February. So come read CrowdStart. And it's not only if you're interested in crowdfunding. Again, it's about getting your brand in check, thinking through each social channel, building your mailing list. There's a ton of information in it. So I'd be delighted to share that book with you and if you feel like just coming and saying hi to me you can find me on every single platform Instagram Twitter Facebook I am CyberPR and the website is cyberprmusic.com
0: Amazing so that that's awesome about the book so uh, thank you for writing it in the first place but then uh, giving it away is amazing I think because the more artists read it the better the the whole ecosystem will be uh, and really everyone benefits from it so thank you thank you for doing that we'll be linking to all of that um as well for sure so thanks a lot for all, all the insights and if you don't mind we uh we should repeat it sometime in the future so i i hope to have you again on music growth talks
1: thank you so much for having me i'm so delighted to finally be a guest on your show
0: thank you Thanks, Ariel, and thank you, dear listener, for uh, making it till the end. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please leave your thoughts on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud soundcloud.com forward slash wispin, and there you can find uh, this show and leave the comments there, unless you're listening to this episode from SoundCloud already. And then uh, leaving a review on Apple Podcast is uh, the best thing you can do to support this show. Well, probably the number one thing you can do to support the show is becoming my Patreon, Patreon.com/AndrewAppanov. Technically, but uh, for these podcasts to be discovered by other musicians, those reviews and ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts, just to be, you know, iTunes uh, 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 podcasts, whatever, uh, it's it's really it, it really helps. It's really important for me and for us doing uh, this show over here so thank you in advance and please consider leaving reviews to uh even different episodes from time to time if you have a few uh, spare minute for that and then of course data music with show notes you can leave some comments on the blog as well i'm available to you via twitter at matt andrew uh, email andrew at wispin.co or metandrew at datamusic.com reach out anytime and uh, if you have any questions or uh, ideas you want to run by cyberpair the link to their website is in the show notes as well it's really easy to google as well and uh yeah so uh, don't forget about the great deal about getting a physical copy of the crowd start book by ariel hyatt the link is in the show notes once again. It's bit.ly forward slash crowdstart mgt. Just get the paperback for free, only pay for shipping. Uh, thank you, and till the next episodes of Music Growth Talks. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.